This is Bite Size History with the Saints. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Bite Size History with the Saints. Hi, everyone. It's Megan. And it's Bradley coming to you talking to you live about food. Well, not live on a podcast, but we're talking about food. We are talking about food. So this week, we're going to be talking about the recipe we did yesterday. So we made a poached sole and roasted potatoes. This was really simple. There wasn't a lot of additional ingredients in it. And we'll go into more about why as we talk through this podcast. But I'll give you an answer why right now. What dish do you need that just doesn't really need anything else? Potatoes. That's the thing. He would have just eaten all of the roasted potatoes with just a little bit of salt on them. No complaint. None whatsoever. You cannot go wrong with potatoes. And to be honest, the sole was pretty good by itself also, with just a little bit of salt. Yeah, I mean, it's fish. I like fish, but I really like potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> and if I could choose, potatoes would be in every single meal. It was pretty good. I think the biggest issues we had were actually with the parts that we kept out. So we had made uh, flour tortillas. Wow. out of tried to make. Yeah, <laughs> out of quinoa flour. And it was just quinoa flour and water and not only were those disgusting but they well, didn't work i think that if maybe they were fully cooked it wouldn't have been so bad and if we were able to use oil but the yeah. problem is the oil that they used originally came from a nut that is no longer around yeah so we can't even use that oil and we tried water to kind of maybe like steam them a little bit and they still did not. It came out like a paste. It was so bad. And initial taste of it was amazing. But then there was this aftertaste. It tasted like, I, I don't know if as a child, if anyone else, ever, anyone else did this, but like eating a little bit of grass, thinking it's going to no, be tasty. Not all of us tried to mimic the goats we owned. <laughs> I grew up on like a kind of a farm. So maybe that's just me. 
Yeah, that might be just you. I ate birdseed. <laughs> so then from there, some of the other things that we ran into with hiccups, there was kind of a decision regarding the potatoes that became kind of a... It's the same debate that comes up every single time because we have altered food and we have bred it to be what we want. And we've covered it before. The foods that we are wanting to use to cook don't necessarily exist anymore. And we're going to find that a lot with the Americas. Potatoes, corn, pumpkins. I mean, anything that we have selectively bred, we're going to find that we have this issue. That led us to the idea of focusing on things like the red potatoes with the idea that they are likely less overbred in this. I mean, we can't really say that. Yeah. Because, you know, it's been, what, 1400s to now. And the moment they took them back to Europe, they started, you know, crossbreeding them and trying to make a more robust potato. And then... They still did the same thing here in the Americas. So it, it's been several hundred years now of crossbreeding and elimination of one potato type just over another potato type. So then it just goes back to a preference of red potatoes roast very nicely. Any potato roasts nicely. <laughs> any potato goes nicely with any meal you're trying to make. Try potatoes tonight. Not sponsored by Big Potato. <laughs> he does get really, really into his potatoes. I love potatoes. I knew this was going to happen when we came back to uh, the Americas. Yeah. So jumping forward to talking about like the seasonings. So as I mentioned, we only did salt. And we could have done a type of chili powder, specifically ricotto, um, which is a mountain chili. However, it's really hard to get a hold of. And so we looked at it and I was like, can we use general chili powder? Well, normal chili powder typically is mixed with other things, which likely might not have been um, present, like garlic. And also it was invented in the 1800s by a man in Texas. That is up for debate, but... Okay. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the uh, Chicken 65, is it? Or... Yeah, Chicken 65. Yeah. Or Tikka Masala. Yeah, where was it invented? Northern England or in India? Yeah, and so it becomes kind of this thing of we things that we categorize as like traditional often are not. Like even, so like... Um, well, they're traditional now. They're traditional now, yeah. Because they've had time to become part of tradition. But when we say traditional, we mean originally yeah we don't mean it as you know well my family doesn't do a turkey for thanksgiving we do a stuffed rabbit i don't i don't know what that would entail and if you guys do a stuffed rabbit for any of your meals please let me know how that works yeah i'm kind of curious on that yeah i don't i don't know that's way off topic <laughs> but using ingredients for a modern time gets messy and it's because, you know, we find that this food tastes really good with this food, so we mix those together, and all of a sudden you've got this new concoction that nobody actually makes the original two things anymore. I mean, it's, it's just the way we are, and that's nothing wrong with that. As we have evolved, we have evolved our tastes, we've evolved our preferences, and that is fine. But for the means of this, it makes it a little difficult. Well, and it's like, so when I would think of like ground Kanye pepper, um, 
Cayenne, not Kanye. I was going to say, that's a weird <laughs> message. So cayenne pepper. <laughs> cayenne pepper, uh, which specifically is a species that came from Brazil. But when you get the ground up powdered version, it doesn't have that pepper in it. It's a bird's eye pepper. So it's not even a species that grows in South America. No, it's a species that when they took the chilies over to back to Europe, they then branched out from Europe. And in India, they started to take and crossbreed and selectively breed, you know, chili peppers to make like bird's eye. So it just it's one of those kind of things that like it leads you down a bit of a rabbit hole of trying to investigate. And it's, it's kind of fun for me because like my background was in journalism. And so for me, it's just like trying to find the secret of like, oh, is this a real chili pepper or? Well, I mean, they're all real. Chili they're all peppers. real. But is, it, is it really from South America or? Yeah. Has it been altered in some way? Yeah. So the only one that you can use is ricotto. But that leads to the next problem. As I've covered before, I would eat things plain. And that is because anything hotter than ketchup is too much for Bradley. Yeah, ricotto also is quite a spicy. Uh, anything hotter than ketchup <laughs> is too hot for Bradley. I cannot handle spice, and I I will curl up in a fetal position and cry like a little baby. I'm not I'm not afraid to admit that. <laughs> so we're probably we're probably going to be very selective, or it's going to be I get to have the spices, and he does not. I will try it with a smidgen of the spice just so I can give an opinion. My opinion will always be, oh my God, oh my God, get the fire hose, please stop. I, I don't want to die like this, please stop. But I will give an opinion. So typically we don't give you guys a lot of insight into the bonus recipes of the week, but this one we, we got to talk about. You ever had papaya? You ever seen a papaya? You ever smelt a papaya? Uh, those were all new experiences for us. Yeah, like I knew papayas existed and I knew people liked them. I never I don't had know one. Why? It once you smell a papaya, apparently not everybody you know has the gene that allows them to smell or taste the papaya the same way that we do, and in large part goes back to what foods our ancestors ate. I hate the taste of broccoli because I have the gene that I can you know taste the broccoli. Whereas I love broccoli, because I also can taste broccoli, but I like that taste of killing broccoli. Yeah. No, I, 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 that poor defenseless tree needs to stay alive <laughs> and die somewhere else. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. <laughs> but 
Papaya, it, um, how would you best describe it? It smelled like rotting meat. Like, I thought that it was... I didn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I felt like it did, at least when I was cutting it. I would say it smelled like stale water. Okay. I can, that's how I felt like it tasted. No, nah, see, I felt like it tasted like wet white people. <laughs> it tasted like wet dog. And... Yeah, it was... It, it was, was bad. Like, I... I felt really terrible because I know it's hugely nutrient dense and people constantly talk about all the health benefits of it, but I could not get past the smell. Like even when I was cutting it, I had to stop and Google a few times, like, is this normal? Hmm. Is this supposed to smell like this? Did I get a rotten papaya? And the answers continuously were like, they just smell like that. Yeah. And you know, if you like papaya and it doesn't smell or taste bad to you, great go for it you do you but i will never work with papaya again luckily chile is also known for things like strawberries and these really great berries called uh makai um, berries and they are another one of those mountain kind of things and we were able to get a powder version of it which was really really good yeah and you know strawberries have a very distinct flavor the Makai 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 berries had a distinct flavor, but the papaya just overpowered both of them yes. and completely got rid of any good flavor there was in my life. Yeah, it was it was really rough. Like I, <laughs> I I don't think I ever want to do papaya again for anything. Oh no, I I'm I'm banning papaya. Yeah, it, it can't be in the house. The compost smelt so bad, it had to go straight out. Yeah, it was it just, no. So you now have our opinions on papaya. <laughs> Don't, unless you, you know, I mean, you go out, find yourself papaya. It was really cheap. They were really cheap. That's one thing that we're finding is, weirdly enough, you know, staple foods that everybody needs to live have been skyrocketing in price. But then I guess that even Big Papaya doesn't want to sell papaya. <laughs> and the people that, you know, make, sell, own, operate papaya businesses know that they've got a horrible product on their hand and they don't want to up prices on it because they know it won't sell. Unlike, you know, eggs and milk and bread, the things that... You know, we need. <laughs> they want it to be an impulse buy. For four ninety nine, you can have a papaya. Yeah, for four ninety nine, you can have this huge papaya, or you can take and buy, you know, this itty bitty piece of chicken meat. Yeah, it's. I don't understand the value, and I and I understand that like, there's some people who this is, you know, very important to them and their culture, and I say go for it. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna sit there and tell you you can't eat something. And I think you should try it. And see if you have the same aversion that we do. Yeah, it's just not for us. Definitely not for us. And, you know, I, I don't think it will ever be for us because yeah. you hear that smell. I think it's kind of in the same pool as the smell of the kangaroo meat. Yeah, the kangaroo meat was an interesting one. And I'm glad we've done it. I'm glad we did the papaya. But I don't. Maybe we just didn't need to have the kangaroo meat prepared differently, or maybe we have to have the papaya prepared differently. I now have a sudden clarity. We put together a meal that's just all the things that we are adverse to from from this cooking situation. You want me to burn this house down, don't you? And we take like papaya and we roast it inside, or we roast uh, the kangaroo meat inside of it. Genius. No. 
No. <laughs> Do they say that you, the you, you, you are the kind of person that the CIA hires to torture people? Now, to be fair, they do say that papayas, the big, the key of that enzyme that makes people grossed out, actually does work as an amazing meat tenderizer. And so it is often used in meat dishes to kind of tenderize it. So next, we're not really certain where we're going to go. We're staying in South America. So we're either going to be bouncing over to Peru or over to Brazil. It really just kind of depends where we want to go. Yeah, a big part of this is just finding out what ingredients are available at the grocery and such. And so once we see that, we can kind of determine finally if we're going to do Brazil or Peru. Yeah. And I mean, we're going to be doing both of them anyway. Exactly. So it doesn't really matter which direction we go. But, you know, it's just it's kind of one of those that do we want to do more mountainous foods or do we want to do more rainforesty foods? I mean, obviously, there's some, you know, animals from the rainforest that we can't get here. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm going to go out and start hunting down Amazonian creatures. But at the end of the day, it's there's some things that we just can't get here. Uh, one of the things we tried, one of the ingredients we tried to get, it's actually illegal here in Canada because it's such an invasive species <laughs> yeah. that Canada doesn't even allow transport of it into the country. And the, like the seeds are used as like a flower substitute. Yeah. So it was that was a, a blow. Uh, apparently, the United States is trying its hardest to eradicate it as much as possible because it it's an invasive species. So it comes in and it kills off all the other species around it. And it's like Japanese knotweed, if you know what that is. And they've been trying to eradicate it, but it will not go away. And it wouldn't be so bad if it, you know, didn't kill off other harvest, but it just dominates. Yeah, and especially because it's apparently not a very tasty wheat substitute. Yeah. It's one of those kind of things. So, yeah, we'll know exactly where we're going by the end of this week. So yeah. just stay tuned. I mean, the region doesn't change a whole lot. No. You know, it's just which side of the country are we going to be on? That's really the only thing. And focusing on like time periods and such, since we're doing pre-Columbian, that's really kind of a broad time span. Yeah. But I mean, it it gives us a lot of time to look at. And also opens up the idea of more trade, though we're trying to keep it very insular right now, just because we know when we get to North America, that's going to be much wider of a scope. Well, I think that keeping it more specific as we've gone on, I think that we've started to get away from the whole idea of the trade. And for us, I think a large part of that is actually showing what foods were actually available and what foods people would have had to work with. And trade opens that up. But, you know, there's going to be areas and time periods that you can't avoid trade. And at the end of the day, that's just the way life is. So trying to keep it more narrowed down to a few ingredients gives us an extra challenge. And I think that, you know, it's fun for us at least. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a blast to try to plan these out and work around ourselves. Yeah. So, well, there we go. Well, we're going to go ahead and let you guys go for this week. 
and we're going to keep working. If you have any questions or if you've tried the recipe and you have any other ideas, or maybe if you are from uh, Chile and you have any other suggestions, because like I mentioned the recipe, you can substitute the sole with sea bass, which is probably much better tasting. Yeah. It was just sea bass was weirdly difficult to get a hold of here. Yeah. We would have had to go to Whole Foods. Yeah. We checked four or five different places and Whole Foods was the only one that sold it. And they wanted a kidney. Yeah. So it was just a, uh, you know, what was sold. But yeah, it, that's one of the challenges is that foods that you figure would be more prominent but then again, you know, sea bass has become a luxury dish. Mm-hmm. It's become associated with only the upper echelons being able to afford to eat it. I'm suddenly now having flashbacks of Jurassic Park. Well, it's like, so lobsters, oysters, crab, that kind of stuff, that used to be the poor man's food. Before, you know, people realized just how delicious it was with butter... That was just the poor man's food. That if you were a rich person eating, you know, oysters, then you obviously had some financial issues. And they weren't seen as desirable. But then we got this shift in our culture, and all of a sudden it went from being this poor man's food to this rich man's food. And that dichotomy right there is just amazing to me. Yeah, we're definitely going to be capturing a lot more of that as we go along. Yeah, especially once we get out of the pre-Columbian yeah. or pre-colonialization. We get to post-colonialization and we get into more recent times and we're going to start seeing those food shifts and we're going to start seeing those foods that once, you know, people living in, I don't know, Hollywood, what's what's a rich place hollywood would be one but like the history of the pineapple people would rent them and they were beautiful everyone had them well not everyone had them but every rich person had to have them for parties and such and then it became like a commoner food yeah once (laughs) doles started to dole them out (laughs) (laughs) uh, they became a commoner food and all of a sudden the rich people no one no longer want anything to do with them because they weren't special they weren't elusive and we're get, we'll get more into that stuff at a later date. Yeah. Right now, we're still focusing on pre-Columbian, and it's going to be fun. Yeah. So we'll let you guys go this week. And as always, reach out if you have any questions or just want to chat with us. Yeah. I hope you guys have a good day. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.